0: You need to understand the decision that came down from the CRTC on Thursday. It may increase your costs. And some in the sector are predicting that Internet prices are going to go up immediately because there are going to be fewer of the smaller competitors out there. So what's happened here is Canada's telecommunications regulator reversed a 2019 decision to drop wholesale Internet rates. I'm going to explain that to you. The CRTC said Thursday that it actually had made orders when it had this decision back in 2019. What it had done is it had ordered major phone and cable companies to slash their wholesale rates. And all of this follows years of regulatory filings, political lobbying by all these rival internet companies who are divided into two camps. You've got those who own the networks Basically, the owners of the networks and those who buy network capacity from the owners of the networks. And those who buy from the big ones, from the big companies, like the smaller ones are the tech savvies, the distributor. they don't own the networks, they buy capacity. Uh, they have been saying for years they are being overcharged on these wholesale prices. Uh, a position that the CRTC in 2019 agreed with and issued this ruling and said, you know, Bell, Rogers, TELUS, so on and so forth, you have to slash your rates. Well, on Thursday, the the CRTC, and I almost said the government, the CRTC is an arm's length regulator from the government. The CRTC said, no, no, we were wrong. Uh, we're going to put these wholesale rates back to the way they were. Uh, now, Bell and Rogers, for their side, they have said, that the 2019 rates the CRTC imposed on them actually meant that they were operating at a loss. And that was the argument that the big guys made and the CRTC agreed with them. And the federal government right now has said it is reviewing that CRTC decision. Did you get all of that? Because there's been fallout from it immediately. Tech Savvy this morning saying that it is scrapping its plans to get into the wireless market and it's actually pulling out of next month's auction. For wireless airwaves, all because of this decision, and the quote from the uh, head of Tech Savvy saying, "Today's the CRTC decision. This was yesterday. Today's CRTC decision is a tombstone on the grave of telecom competition in Canada." My next guest is a columnist, an author. Uh, David Moskrop has uh, got an opinion about the CRTC and what its decision was yesterday. Welcome to the program, David. What's your takeaway? Your key takeaway from the decision?
1: Well, that the CRTC, in part through direction from the government, couldn't be ours to do its job, and therefore we're all going to pay more for internet. And then I'll say two quick things on that. First the the in 2019 there was the decision the government in 2020 when nabdeep baines was the industry minister said we think the crtc might have made a, a mistake and we invite them to revisit so the crtc isn't the government they're they're part of the state not part of the government they're arm's length but they clearly are directed broadly by the spirit of the government and in this case directly through cabinet minister through a cabinet minister's comments so they're definitely tied to that and and when the decision came yesterday they basically said, we can't do a full review because, quote, unquote, it would create regulatory uncertainty, market uncertainty. So we're just going to go back to the old rates. So basically, they, they have abdicated their responsibility and their duty. They just didn't do their job. Unless you believe their job is to protect incumbents, in which case they did their job.
0: I mean, that, that's the bottom line. I mean The, the top line from the Canadian press um, story about it yesterday is this is a win for the big guys, and there's no other way to see it as far as... Uh, you, you analyze the situation?
1: Well, it's a, it's a huge win for the incumbents. Uh, it, it's going to entrench them. It's going to, not, it's not just going to raise costs. I mean, the, the immediate sort of approximate effect will be, of course, costs will certainly not go down. In some cases, they'll go up. Uh, so there's a, there's a cost mechanism, but there's also an entrenchment mechanism here. It's going to be harder for small outlets to compete And if it's harder for small outlets to compete, uh, then it's more likely that they fail. And if it's more likely that they fail, then there's going to be less competition. If there's less competition, then what do we have? We have a further entrenched uh, broadband and wireless oligopoly that can pretty much do what they want. And for years, we've been talking about competition in this country. The conservatives were better than the liberals were, believe it or not, on this. The liberals have been awful and traditionally quite weak and they've they've doubled down on that approach and so the, the big takeaway is it's a huge win for the incumbents of course and it's going to just further entrench the the wireless and broadband oligopoly
0: but the liberals have been you know promising as have as do all parties that oh they're going to you know make more affordability it's all about affordability so you know analyze that promise for
1: me well it's just it's just not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I, that's uh, that's a bit unfair it, it, we might get it the promise again Because it's an election year probably you know, You'll remember that in 2019 The Liberals made affordable broadband and wireless Part of their election plan
0: mm-hmm. That
1: plan was a joke It was panned sort of immediately that They said well we're going to reduce prices by 25% People said well how are you going to do that They said, Well we're going to ask politely <laughs> you know, We're going to ask business for permission To give Canadians affordable broadband and wireless And if they don't agree Then well we're going to get serious about doing something Well that hasn't happened been a couple of years and just hasn't materialized. Uh, now the, the the minister Minister Champagne has said, "Well, we're going to review this and the decision, the CRTC decision, and well, you know affordability is important. Rural access is important it's not just affordability for everybody. It's having access for rural folks. Keep in mind, there's a lot of people in this country who live in areas where internet and wireless are tremendously expensive because of where they happen to be. Those folks have a right to communication, and and that right is." Is constrained by high prices. And so there's also that concern. Well, we'll see if they actually deliver this time. But again, I, there's no reason to trust that they will because their track record suggests that they don't. And this is at the same time, by the way, that we're dealing with Bill C 10 under Minister mm-hmm. Gilbo, that's also going to make all this worse.
0: Yeah, let, let's get into that because there is a, this relation to C 10, and I've talked about this on the radio program a number of times and the concerns about it. Uh, this is the CRTC, the, the same. Uh, arm's-length regulator that has made this decision is also going to be put in charge uh, of regulating uh, online content.
1: Yes, and and specifically, uh, you know, the focus anyways with C10, not exclusively, but the key focus is Canadian content and the the discoverability Mm -hmm. of Canadian content through algorithms. But, uh, you know, C10 affects affordability in a couple of ways. The primary way is that if, if, these outlets these internet uh, giants from the united states are are paying more to run their service because they have to pay into canadian uh, content fund and because they have to adjust their algorithms for discoverability they're not just going to eat that cost i mean they're going to pass it on to the consumer and that's us so we're, we pay for that ultimately now you might say good right there are people who say well we should pay to have access to canadian content as part of the country as part of telling our stories the pushback on that is well it's actually a pretty big giveaway under the current regime to big um, telecom companies in Canada. So what you're really doing is taking consumer money and giving it to the big networks in Canada. So it's not really about telling Canadian stories, it's about funneling cash to even more incumbents in the country and making internet uh, more expensive for you. And And that's the first concern. The second concern is whether or not individuals, users will be regulated. People like you, people like me, people like mm-hmm.
0: listeners. You know, the kids suck. Whether or not there's enough content can con in that. that I mean, that's the example it like, gets bandied about.
1: Exactly. And and potentially more. We don't know. And when the minister, Minister Gilbo, was asked about it, he seems to have no idea. <laughs> he jumps around <laughs> and says, no, kid, you, you won't be. Oh, but you might be. Uh, and then, of course, the, they sort of removed him from commenting on it for a period of time. And uh, the parliamentary secretary came out and commented instead. And we still don't know what's going to happen. It's just been unclear. It's been, the, the Bill C-10 has been the one, one of the most poorly managed files I've ever seen in my entire life. And it, the, the, the liberal government is so, has so poorly managed digital files that it makes me wonder whether or not we can trust them on any of that until they have a sort of bench replace on those files. Because I don't know how you look at this track record and expect anything but failure
0: yeah yeah the the, the minister has uh, certainly fumbled a number of times he had to come back out and you know qualify his statements a number of times uh, but but back to the crtc decision on on wholesale rates just higher level just give me up to higher level in terms of you know the lack of competition in this country and that the sort of you know it doesn't seem to matter who's in charge we seem to see this constant big fish eating the smaller fish right across all kinds of sectors right across Canada. And we, we seem to not be able to really, I don't know, care as Canadians about the fact that we have fewer and fewer players right across the board.
1: Yeah, we get screwed so bad on this year after year after year after year, and it doesn't get better. And we just sort of passively accept that this fate. But even despite the fact that, that that uh, party's promised that they'll do better, and it's absolutely absurd, and it doesn't have to be this way. You know, People say, well, we're a big country. Well, so is Australia. <laughs>
0: right?
1: uh, Australia has a much better deal. Us. We're among the worst in the world. Uh, the U.S. is also really bad, by the way, and I think part, part of the reason we get to skate on this is because the U.S. is also bad. We say, well, look, uh, the U.S. is bad course will be bad too but the fact is we just have an entrenched oligopoly it doesn't have to be that way though you know i i talked about this with michael geist on my podcast several couple months ago and he said look you could have competition if you wanted to you could open up competition you you don't have to be anti-competitive people like me will say you could also have a public option provider to ensure that people have a right to access wireless and broadband because it's not just a frill anymore it's not a luxury especially, we've learned this during the pandemic, it is essential to life now, it's a, it's a utility. And, and we, we could think of it differently, but we don't. And, and I think part of it is we need to force our political parties and to, do, to think about this differently, to open up competition at least, if not nationalization. And in the absence of that, we need to punish them. And I think there might be an opportunity in 2021 or 2022, whenever the election may be, to make this a major election issue. And I certainly hope we do.
0: Thank you, David. We'll leave it there. Appreciate you coming on today.
1: Always my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: That is David Moscarp, who is a, a writer, an author, a columnist, and you can hear his podcast. It's called Open to Debate. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.